You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Flying Casual and All Star Wars podcast. Happy Pride to everyone out there. Some Pride festivities going on in our locale, locales across the country, across the world. So uh, happy Pride to all those out there. We are back after a couple weeks of catching up on our Star Wars novels and having our council sessions. But we are back and we have a lot to catch up here uh, on our on our main podcast. Uh, lots of Bad Batch to catch up on, uh, but uh, I am your host, Michael Canterbury. Uh, Holly at the table with me. Holly, how you doing? I'm great. I'm good. Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, Luke is us. He's with us via Skype right now, uh, bartering with the wife on some things. Can't make it on studio tonight. Said, "Hey, I'll I'll stay home, have a beer, and we'll do it on Skype." Because um, he's got some duties tomorrow, so we're lucky to have him with us tonight via Skype. Luke, how you doing? Rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling. And oh, we may have Aerosmith in house. We're not sure where the music's coming from. There may be banjo involved at some point. Who knows? Who knows? So what that's what happens on Flying Casual. Anything can happen. Um, guys, we do have a lot. We have three episodes of the Bad Batch to catch up on. But before we do that, we need we have a couple uh, you know of things to update folks on. Um or a few, I guess I should say. But we uh, do. We do. <laughs> okay. We do. Um, first and foremost, Holly has finally seen the, uh, the 1990s classic, the cable guy. Oh my God. Finally, uh, that happened, uh, this week. Holly, what did you think? I mean, it was fine. All of my impressions make sense oh my now. God. There, there's like so many things yeah. that Michael, like he makes yeah. this one weird noise. <laughs> that's not it. No, that's not it. You're talking about the medieval times fight sequence when I, I reenact that. You had no idea I what I would do. I was prompting you yeah. to make the noise. <laughs> yeah. I can't really do it very well. I just uh, like in the moment. But. I don't know. Michael does yeah. that all the time. All I think time. if I watched this movie by myself, I never yeah. would have even noticed that that was a noise in the movie. Yeah, after the movie, and I was like, Holly, do all those impressions make sense? She's like, not at all. I'll tell you, Jim Carrey is creepy as heck. Oh, absolutely. Very creepy guy in that in that movie. Yeah, one for of the sure. best though. I, it's right up there with the Truman Show with me. But Luke, you've seen the Cable Guy, right? Honestly, I don't think I've seen oh it in one sitting gosh. all the way through. I've seen a lot of bits and pieces. What are we even <laughs> doing here, guys? I mean, I guess it's an all Star Wars <laughs> podcast. It makes sense. That you haven't seen it, uh, but that's okay. Well, but I I was really presently surprised to find out it was directed by Ben Stiller. I only found that out like. A year or two and, ago. And, like, oh, and, 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 Holly, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Well, he didn't direct it, but. He produced a part of it. He's one of my favorites. By yeah. the way, it is storming out right now. Yeah. So at any moment, yeah. the power could. Guys, the city of Columbus right now is currently tour warned on this Friday oh night. So you never <laughs> know what's going to happen. Let's just all say a little prayer that the roadcaster survives and some, you know, gentle person arrives on the scene and <laughs> uploads the podcast in time for Monday morning. Yeah, that would be you. <laughs> well, then I apparently am surviving the tornado. So <laughs> yeah, if we cut out here, Hey, maybe we got to redo this all over. I hope not. I guess it doesn't, an epic intro. I guess yeah. it doesn't really matter for people who are listening to this on Monday, whether the power uh, cuts yeah, they out could or not. Give, they could give two shits. But Unless it, there's no episode and we're dead. Maybe they will care then. <laughs> but it, they'll never yeah. hear this. But if it yeah. sounds choppy, 
It probably won't. Let's just say if we don't have an episode Monday, we all died. (laughs) And I can confidently say that. I'm pretty sure we are in the path of the tornado. Like, it will start at Luke's house and get us. But hopefully the elder family gets out and they can all, you know, come check on us. But this feels like ground zero. So, <laughs> um, so that's that. We, we've some of us have seen the cable guy now. Great Two-thirds classic, of us. Uh, great classic Jim Carrey film. Uh, also, I learned here recently that Holly has now become a top fan on the Zelda Facebook page. Guys, it's what like, an achievement! It's Holly, like, this is <laughs> an achievement. That's what I asked. Well, oh how do you become God. a top fan? How many hours are you putting in Facebook? No, it's just like Facebook pages will like give you Uh, badges if you like interact with the page a lot. uh, Earlier, Michael and it and a couple months ago was like accept this badge honoring you being a top fan of the page. Pretty epic. Okay, but earlier Michael was like, "Oh my god, did you know that they released a trailer for the new Breath of the Wild sequel?" And I was like, "Yeah, Yeah, little I know that happened three days ago." And Holly watched it alone in the closet or something (laughs) like that. Well, as she likes, you're reminding me. You're reminding me of how proud I felt when Spotify told me. I listen to more strokes than that. <laughs> See, Luke is part of the one percent. Oh, I love it. Is it something you guys hide from everyone? Is this is this open to the world? Are we ashamed of our well, nerdums? No, I don't think so. I wouldn't <laughs> call the strokes or Zelda nerdum, but uh, Chewie's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Know, he heard he's... the storms coming. He's running, probably for the bathroom, which was the smartest place to go. Because I actually don't think he can open the basement door. Probably not. So. Um, sorry, Chewy. This is going to be a Chewy shaped hole. Yeah. Yeah. You are like Tom and Jerry. He he knows he's on his own at this point, but, um, and that guy, but guys, more importantly, um, I I just saw this a little bit ago as well. Uh, EK Johnston's upcoming, uh, third novel to her, uh, Padme, um, trilogy. The, the cover art is out for that and it's phenomenal. Um, I mean, Natalie Portman looks stunning, but the artwork itself, just the way they present her with the hood, take a look. If you see it, just, I don't know about you guys. It looks like it just embodies just Carrie Fisher, um, and Mark Hamill. I don't know. Just, 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 you know, Princess Leia and Luke in this moment. I just feel both of them just kind of coming through. It is a really cool cover. I actually don't, I must've misread EK Johnson tweeted that earlier and I must've misread her tweet because that when I was like scrolling through Twitter, I thought that it was just a fan art. I didn't think it was the actual cover for the book, but it is, it is. Uh, Luke, did you get to take a look at that? Have you seen that at all? Oh, I'm trying to check it out now. Is it the one with her kind of got the hood on? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's just a a Luke Skywalker Leia pose, just looking up kind of just to the stars. I love it. it. I just, I think, I think it looks a lot how she, Oh, wait, no, I got the wrong scene. I, I think it's one of the times when they're at her apartment in Revenge yeah. of the Sith is that where that look comes from. Absolutely. At first I was thinking it was when they first, her and Anakin first reunite after um, the Battle of Coruscant. But she's got her hair like all done yeah. in little things in her hair and stuff like that in that scene. But this is one of those scenes where they're just like chilling at the pad together. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely where that look comes from. So that's cool. that's coming out. I think it's Queen's Hope. Is that is that what I read? Did I read that? Yeah, Queen's, Queen's Hope. Queen's Hope. Yep. Coming out soon. So excited for that one. Still um, got to finish that trilogy. But I yeah. have some news. Oh, Jesus. This is unscripted <laughs> at this point. Uh, Holly, what's the fourth bit of information here at the beginning of the podcast? Please <laughs> no, share. I just, oh, jeez. 
I just ran into the mic. I got too excited. It happens, yeah. Okay, listen. Okay. It is Star Wars news. And I actually okay. read it today and I was like, that can't be true. And it was. Yeah. It was verified by me okay. on the internet. Um, always check your sources. Yeah. So I saw today that on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, mm. Carrie Fisher, Ewan McGregor, and Ming-Na Wen are all getting stars. That's awesome. That is super In 2022. Cool. have one already? Yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. Huh. Well, anyway, congratulations. Yeah, super So awesome I think that that's guys. super cool. I didn't know, I guess, okay, yeah. I don't, I've never been to Hollywood. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know anything yeah. about it. Do they remove the stars? That, wouldn't that be awkward? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. There I think they're just going to take up should. all the sidewalks in LA I just don't know how much more room they have. You should see this list of names that are getting stars yeah. in 2022. It's like 100 people. They're I don't know how they have the room. They're going to have to doubling up or something on the sidewalk squares. Anyway. Maybe if you become irrelevant or lost to time, you do get removed. Probably. That would be real <laughs> or awkward, canceled. Though. Oh, everyone's that's, getting canceled. That's the real cancellation. Yeah. Your star gets Someone's just going to take some fresh concrete one of these days, <laughs> and they're just going to go over all of them and try to cancel everybody. I think some of them get vandalized sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I mean, yeah, People put their hands in concrete all the time. Nothing new. It's not wet concrete right now. No, I know, but it was at one point. Yes. <laughs> Wait, do they put their hands in there? I'm not even really familiar with. Do you get the star? <laughs> someone put their hands in it? I don't freaking know. Don't I'm not an elitist, not a celebrity. Don't claim to be. <laughs> we have never been to Hollywood. Never been west of the Mississippi, so. Uh, in that May, sad? we. Is that sad? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's cool. In May, we'll be <laughs> west of the Mississippi. We're going to Anaheim. Yeah, going to Celebration, secured a hotel, as frustrating as that was. There's some more news. Um, boy, <laughs> uh, Reed Pomp or whoever's putting it on. I mean, you got some figuring out. That was a nightmare. It was. Oh, my um, gosh. We, like, had the perfect setup the first yeah. time around. The plane tickets were perfect. We yeah. had the rental car ready to go. We got a hotel that was pretty much attached to the convention center. We yeah. had a great room. Yeah. It it was going to work out so well. And now this time around, it was so stressful. So stressful. We couldn't even get a hotel room. I think they sold out within two hours of it opening up to people. Well, we got a room. We're on the, we're in the block, uh, but it's just, it isn't what we have before. And that's okay. It's still going to be great. Um, who, who knows? Who knows? Things may change. We may get a different room. It may be canceled. Who knows? That's true. But boy, that was frustrating and stressful. Um, so hopefully they can figure that out. Cause I know there was a lot of frustration from a lot of people. Um, but not going to complain about it. We're, we're getting to do something that not a lot of Star Wars fans or people get to do in general. Right. So we're going to go. We're going to have fun. It's going to be epic. It's a nice ass hotel and it's going to cost a boatload of money. But hey, put it on a card. But you're not an elitist. Not. No. <laughs> okay. No. Michael just got the fanciest, most expensive oh hotel in God. Hollywood. Hey, you, you, you want to oh, live Sorry, in Anaheim. If I'm going west of the Mississippi for the first time, it better be a damn experience. Okay. It better be. Amen. Well, guys, enough shenanigans and enough about us. We have some Bad Batch to talk about. Um, three episodes. I actually couldn't believe it. I, I was a little, I was blown away. I was like, oh, we got a couple to catch up. No, we have three episodes to catch up on. Episode 6, Decommission. Episode 7, Battle Scars. And Episode 8, Reunion. Um, you know, they were all fun, good episodes. Um, and I think we can definitely talk about them in 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, so that's not going to be a problem at all. Um, but decommissioned, um, the, the, the fellows are still hanging around with Sid. 
Um, right there. They, I guess their plan is to just take some jobs until things settle down. They figure out what they're going to do with their lives. I don't know. Maybe Hunter wants to make some homestead, uh, create a farm, uh, like cut was doing and raise, uh, you know, Omega or, you know, maybe four guys and a kid, baby. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what their plan is. It doesn't feel like they have a lot of plans. I think it would be four clones and a baby, four clones and a baby. That's a spinoff that they're going to do after the bad sure. patch. Um, she's not really a baby, I guess, but, uh, a kid. <laughs> Um, and so they're just taking jobs with Sid here and she, she gives us the, 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 give them the job of finding this, one of these separatist tactical droid heads. We know them from the clone wars. We know that they're super geniuses, um, and, and that they retain a lot of, of battle Intel. Um, and, and so there's apparently a, a hefty load of cash or credits attached to these guys. Um, and they're all being decommissioned. So there's not many around, uh, but they apparently they have insight on finding one um, and sends the boys out and, and Omega to find it. Um, well, little do they know, you know, I guess here's here's the cool. Here was the coolest part. What was it? I, we, we find out they're going to Corellia. I don't know if you guys remember a few episodes back. I said, why are we going to Corellia? Like, it just feels like we should be going there. Boy, that's where we went. And the entire time, though, I'm just thinking, God, a little Han Solo's going to run out here at some point, and he's going to steal that damn head from him. And I wasn't, you know, I was wrong, yes, but we, we also ran into some other um, other known uh, uh, Star Wars characters. Um, Rafa and Trace, uh, is that the, the Martez sisters, correct, Holly? Martez sisters, yes. Which was, I thought that was a cool little... Cool little nod, bringing them back in, give them a little more action. Um, I we I think we all enjoyed them when we saw them um, in the uh, final season of the Clone Wars, so that was a nice little surprise. But I did, for a second, think we were going to get a little young Han Solo action, Luke. The whole time, I mean, were you were you feeling the same thing? What were you thinking when they were going to Corellia? No, I have to admit, I wasn't wasn't thinking the little Han Solo was going to run around the corner, but it was pretty wild that the last episode that we talked about the bad batch of the, of the podcast that you did mention Krilly and I mentioned too, how uh, lady Proxima recently yeah. made an appearance in the Afro comic where Afro went to Corellia. So yeah, Corellia is getting uh, a lot of love, which is great because, you know, for decades we knew Han was from Corellia yep. wedge. Also, I believe his backstory is he's from Corellia as well. So you had this, you knew about this place, but we'd never really seen it until Solo, yeah. the, the Solo movie. I think it's the first time we actually got it uh, visually. And then, um, unless I'm missing something earlier from like Clone Wars, but uh, so it's great to yeah keep like revisiting this this place that's been sort of a well-known Star Wars planet in all of our minds for so long, but without ever really seeing it before. So I think it's great to keep keep getting it circulated through some of the different stories yeah it, i i was a little bummed that we didn't spend more time there you know we were kind of contained to that factory and and that's okay but yes if we would have saw proxima and kind of what's going on there um with some of these 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 kind of clans or, or families whatever you want to call them um that would have been sweet so i i would have loved some more time there but it, what we got was a nice little uh, cool interaction um, a lot of just throwbacks to the Clone Wars, Holly, tons of, tons of droids, um, some nice comical moments from them. Um, but it's, it's helping to blend it just, this feels like a continuation of the Clone Wars, right? I mean, kind of, uh, I don't know. I think that having Omega be a constant presence kind of yeah. 
moves it out of the Clone Wars and into something else, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, I think there are some people that have kind of, like, compared her to how people felt about Ahsoka before. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, But I think that this episode did a really good job of, like, continuing to show you how the members of the Bad Batch are kind of, like working against the stereotypes that everyone's put on these clones. Cause mm-hmm. I think even the, the, um, Martez sisters make comments about like, Oh, I know how you clones are and you're yeah. all the same. And they just like time after time have to keep proving themselves to be yeah. different. And so I think that's kind of what this episode did a little bit differently that we don't see things like that so much yeah. as often throughout the clone wars. So we focus more on still like the individualism of yeah the members of the Bad Batch and, you know, what's kind of, like, stacked against them and how, you know, they're trying to make their way in the world, and I think that that's really cool. Um, But I just think having the dynamic of having the Martez sisters come in and kind of, like, change things up a little bit was really refreshing, too. Yeah. And as much as they are, you know, kind of individuals and you talking about how different they are, they're still just kind of, like, Hundred, there is no plan. It feels like at this point, and we'll kind of get into that when we talk about the next few episodes. But it just doesn't feel like everyone's just kind of fall. Okay, we're gonna take this job. It's just like they're still they're just figuring things mm-hmm. out, and and even the 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 uh, the Rafa sisters or, the or Martez, Martez sisters. sisters. Sorry, I'm an idiot. The Martez sisters are are you know they kind of went through that as well, and and they're probably still figuring that out. But you find out they're working for somebody or with somebody, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a higher purpose there because before, remember, they were just out taking jobs too, right, to survive. But now you see them, they have this higher purpose now. They're, yeah. they're working to, to you know, on, on what what is the beginnings of this rebellion, which mm-hmm. is, is super cool. I, it kind of foreshadows into maybe where the Bad Batch yeah. are going. Well, and they keep alluding to having this mystery client, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, we have to tell our client what's happening or what we found or what we weren't able to get or who we ran into. Um, So I thought that, you know, that's kind of like the big mystery, like who is it? And everybody had to speculate, but I think something else cool um, about this episode was the theme throughout a lot of star Wars is how people are kind of like, Oh, this has nothing to do with me. I'm going to stay out of it. And it just like shows you like even the Martez sisters get sucked into this yeah. rebellion. And I yeah. feel like that's a theme that we just talked about in Rebel Rising when we had our book club too. It's kind of like everybody has this idea of like, oh, I'm just a little ant and mm-hmm. no one's going to notice me. I'm going to stay out of it and mind my own business. And you can't do that. Yeah. And I just love like the little details of seeing how these people kind of like all play a role in working to undermine the empire or even yeah. like not even full-fledged empire at this point. Right. Yeah. So it's it all leads back to what Saul told us at the beginning of the season, right? You pick mm-hmm. a side, or you know you're gonna get engulfed in this thing at one point. Yep. So, which I think, um, oh gosh, Luke, do you remember the quote that one of the sisters said about everybody? She said something like yeah, was, everybody picks a side eventually, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so great that you you brought that up, Holly, because I think going back to last year, right when season seven of the Clone Wars came out, I think the the arc with the Martez sisters, um, I don't think was terribly well received overall mm-hmm. when it first came out. I think it was maybe a little long. Maybe it, I, th- I could have seen it as a three episode arc rather than a four episode episode arc that it was. And people just felt like it wasn't, you know, they were so excited for the Clone Wars to come back and they didn't feel it was like, 
a big enough epic enough story for the final season but i think it's really great that they're back and you see exactly what holly was saying sort of the message that it sends about how you know especially um which one's the older sister? Is it Rafa is the older I sister? Think so. I think Trace is the, the younger sister. Right. And Trace was more like, um, what, what's the word? She was more like, um, it's kind of altruistic in the way that mm-hmm. she thought of the world more so than Rafa. Rafa was a little more jaded when we met them mm-hmm. in season seven. And like through their experience interaction with Ahsoka, she helped them see that, you know, they there's more to things than just what it means for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it is a really powerful message that, especially for R- Rafa, like through that experience with Ahsoka, came to realize that enough to where she wants to join the the nascent rebellion and help resist the Empire. And I think that's, when you look at that arc, not just as what we saw in, in Season 7 of the Clone Wars, but look at their arc, continuing into Bad Batch, I think that's a really great Star Wars story. It it absolutely is. And it's cool that, like, we're seeing these characters show up, and it's, you know, I I definitely think that Saw Gerrera had an effect on these guys, right? It's just kind of like we're inching our way towards decision time, like we're in it, or we're splitting up and we're all kind of... I can honestly kind of see it maybe even going both ways. I, I don't necessarily see all of them just, like, let's join the rebellion or maybe we'll lose some people along the way, but it's cool that we're getting saw. We're getting these Martez sisters that, um, you know, they, they're, they're learning from Ahsoka and, and now Rex and they're sharing kind of that story, um, of, you know, we too didn't know where we were going and we found a purpose. Um, and it's just awesome. And it's my question is like, who, is going to set them, you know, who's going to push them to, to make a choice? Who is that going to be? And we're still leading up to it. We're because still leading up to it. Even in the next two episodes after this, this is a question that keeps yeah. coming up. Like, yeah. well, we could be doing something. We're soldiers. Yeah. We're soldiers. Yeah. We were soldiers. We need to be doing something. Exactly. So there, there's so much good in these these three episodes, so much good development with our characters and and. and and, and what's going on with them mentally and, and, and all that. But it's also these, these few episodes have served the purpose of showing us what's going on in the galaxy. Even if it's just this factory in Corellia, this literal decommissioning of these battle droids being melted down into metal probably for, to build the Death Star, God knows what. Um, so just actually showing us what's going on um, with these resources um, and then going on to we're going in the next episode um Braca, that's kind of same story there um anything else about this episode um we talked about the cliffhanger there um and we all know now that it was rex but uh, luke is there anything else about this episode that really sticks out i think we're just continuing to see the growth of of omega in the team and her just learning more about herself and being out in the the big wide galaxy and not just sheltered in Camino. You know, her part of her story was learning to actually shoot the bow that she yeah. got in uh, from the Zagirian slavers in the previous episode and uh, actually like, figuring out how to use it and just figuring out how to be more of an active member of the team rather than just like when it, you know, when it gets crazy, you go stand over there and hide. Yeah. We're just continuing to see her sort of come out of her 
Camino shell. Yeah. Yeah, taking some target practice with the fellas and 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 Sid showing her up and and all that. It was it was yeah. a lot. But of also, fun. like we were saying, like gaining that confidence, yeah. you know. And I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see maybe where she's at over the next few episodes, um, even after this episode eight that mm-hmm. we just watched um, that we'll talk about in a little bit because I just feel like each episode she's getting more confident and more competent. Absolutely. Uh, and another one of the big things is Wrecker. I mean, concussion number 99 probably in this episode. And, you know, you hear him utter the words, good soldiers, and you're like, oh, God, no. Oh, no. And he just kind of shakes it off, and and uh, we delay his 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 uh, inhibited chip uh, activation in this episode. But, it, I mean, I was just kind of like, oh, my God, here it's coming. I just pictured him just standing in a doorway looking like like Jason Voorhees, just ready to dominate. Um, that didn't quite happen. Um, well, and it really adds to that sense of urgency. You as yeah. the audience, like, you know, yeah. like, this can't keep going for much longer because yeah. of how frequently he's getting these headaches and they're making a point to show you that. Absolutely. So you start knowing, like, something's going to come to a head, not to be punny. Wrecker's head, but uh, but anyway. Uh, but I wish I knew which one was the... There it uh, is. Yeah, I got nailed the sound effect. Um, but anyway, yeah, you just, you know it's coming. Well, phrasing, Holly. Um, well, then we'll move on to episode seven, yep. Battle Scars, um, and it, just that. Um, I, I I loved. We we're back at Sid's place. Um, and it, am I correct in that there's a, a a robed fella just hanging out there at the at the bar? Just it felt like uh, old um, Aragorn just hanging out at the <laughs> at the the rusty steed or what's the what's the what's the, you guys what's the bar called the rusty steed yes the, that's the, the one. luke what's the bar called the aragorn's hanging out at it's the something something to do with a horse oh the um the pony the, 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 the pony. prancing pony i like the rusty yeah. steed though <laughs> if anyone I, I swear to god some uh, that's it that's the, that's the new pod that's the podcast name for the Lord of the Rings Instead podcast. of Trusty Steed, it's Rusty, Rusty Steed. Rusty Steed. Sounds like it would be a Shrek podcast. It's me just kind of, you know, getting the rust off and learning Lord of the Rings by you folks who know more than I do. At least you've seen the movies. Yeah, somewhat in parts. Um, he's just kind of hanging out there. and It was just kind of reminiscent of that, just kind of in the shadows. Who is this fella? Um, and so we, we, we know that it's Rex now. Um and I don't know why when we were introduced to him, he obviously recognizes the Bad Batch, right? But he's just like, he's, I mean, he's got his hand on his blaster at times. And I'm like, holy shit, he could bust a cap on these guys at any moment. And I'm like, what, what's going on with Rex? Like, but then I was just reminded, season seven of mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, all of his brothers turned on him. Like he almost killed, he's just terrified at this moment whenever he runs into someone uh one of his brothers and 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 one needs to know hey have you gotten rid of your chip holly that was a i don't know about you but i was a little taken aback but then it, it took some time to say that makes sense where he's at right now i mean yeah but i guess like you said when you think about it in context it does make sense because you probably wouldn't really trust anybody maybe have a little ptsd or something if you saw yeah. all of your like 
brothers in arms murdering your Jedi friends yeah. and you yourself tried to murder your Jedi friends. Yeah. I mean, if you can't trust yourself, how can you trust somebody else yeah. who may or may not have an inhibitor chip that is about to be activated? Very true. <laughs> uh, Luke, it kind of broke my heart seeing Rex like that. He's usually your, your optimist, always trusting his brothers. And it just seemed like a different, he's a changed man. Yeah. The, I mean, <laughs> That final few episodes of Clone Wars Season 7 is so powerful and so really traumatic from Rex and Ahsoka's point of view. And, you know, we see them starting to try to process it when they bury all the clone bodies Mm -hmm. on that moon that they crash onto at the end. But there's still a lot for them to deal with. And we haven't seen how Ahsoka and Rex are dealing with that trauma of order 66 and and what happened on that star destroyer. So this isn't all that long. We don't know exactly how much time, but not much time has passed since order 66. I mean, the show basically started with order 66. So, um, that is all very, very raw for Rex still processing, you know, how he fell to the chips domination and almost hurt Ahsoka who he cares so much for. Mm -hmm. Um, and then having so many of his brothers that he couldn't save from their chips. So uh, at the same time, he has this, you know, need for self-preservation. And he, if they're all of a sudden going to be a danger to him yeah. because their chips activate, he's ready to protect himself and, and defend himself uh, from that threat. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, everything. He's He's still got a lot of PTSD. For sure. For sure. Um, it's just... So, I mean, uh, rightfully so, he's like, guys, we got to get rid of these things. I'm like, wait, you can you can do that? Um, and apparently, I, I think it was his idea um, that they're they're going to go to uh, to find an old uh, scrapped Jedi cruiser on Bracca, which you, you likely know if you've played uh, Jedi Fallen Order with our boy Cal Kestis and friends working in the scrapyard. Um, and there were some cool, there's some cool scenes that just, I don't, it was just, I don't know. It just took me back to the beginning of Fallen Order, just playing the game, being <laughs> so epic. Um, and even the scrappers that you see kind of in the distance, they have the same garb on that Cal Kestis had. And you're like, let's go. Could one of them be Cal? Uh, it turns out it wasn't. But who knows? He may show up. I have no idea. Um, but it was just cool kind of seeing that, 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 that place again. Um, and it makes sense. Once again, we're seeing these decommissions, you know, star cruisers that are going to be scrapped down and, and, and made into star destroyers for the empire. It was just cool to see that going on. Um, and that you have these scrappers that are loyal to the empire. Like they are, we see someone, we're calling it in. Like it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but we're here on Bracca, and, uh, they, they devise a way, I guess, to, to use the medical devices there on the, on the cruiser to, to uh, take out these inhibitor chips. Rex has done it. Um, he, he mentions others. I, I don't know if you guys caught it briefly. It could, he could have been talking about the bad batch, I guess. Um, he could have been talking about past interact. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys caught it, but Luke, is it possible that there's others out there that have, you know, f- their inhibitor chips failed or Luke's aired Luke. Rex seems kind of familiar with this, not just himself, but others. Like, could we find others out there as well? Yeah, I don't know if he's referring to, like, Cut Laquane, who we know he visited. Yeah. Um, 
before the Bad Batch visited him on Seleucami, we saw yeah. earlier, they he said, oh, yeah, Rex was just by here. You just yeah. missed him. Uh, so maybe he's referring to, like, the fact that cutscenes unaffected by Order 66 happening. But, you know, we speculated, like, they probably need to hear the order given. Yeah, yeah. So sort of react to it and activate the chip and cut would have never heard the order. True. Um, but he still has his chip. Um, but maybe he again was so unique in the fact that he was willing to desert the Republic army that maybe he was somehow so unique that even his chip won't work sort yeah. of in the vein of how most of the bad batch acted. Although we see that, you know, a couple of them have already had it activated. So yeah. it, it was likely that if they, it went on that maybe techs or hunters would have activated it as well. Yeah. We never saw it. Yeah. And then you have the whole great um, season six arc of the Clone Wars where Rex um, is dealing with the five situation yep. where fives is learning about the chips and discovering the chips. So I think those are the two things I think he must be referring to in that moment. And actually later in the episode, he actually directly references five. And, you know, fives tried to warn me. Yeah. And he, I didn't fully understand the warning at the time. Yep. Um, but then it sort of all came to a head when Order 66 actually happened. Well, and I guess also in Rebels, I mean, who was the, who were the other clones? Was Wolf one of them? Oh, yeah. And I don't remember who the other one was. So, I mean, maybe we'll have interactions. Gregor. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll have interactions with them. Maybe, you know, they met up somehow. I don't know. But it seems like he, he knows what he's doing and... Because I would, I would have asked, hey, Rex, have you done this? I mean, yeah, you did it on yourself or someone did it, but, like, do we have a good track record here? You're digging into my brain. Like, do we know what we're doing? I don't know. But who, who was the yeah. first to step up to the plate? Was it, was it Echo or was it Tech? Well, they did Wrecker first. Did they do Wrecker first? They had to, yeah. Oh, okay. well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's to. true. I guess I was getting my timeline confused there. So let's talk about that moment. One of the scariest <laughs> moments in Star Wars. I mean, it was the music combined just with Wrecker's posture and just, it, it, I think the music just went silent and his eyes just looked up or what. It was terrifying. Holly, <laughs> you're a big fan of horror. I mean, did you, did you, did, was it effective? Yeah, I mean. It's pretty short lived. It was but. short. Well, yeah, thank God. But yeah, I guess uh, it's been a while since we watched that episode, so it doesn't really like stand out to me now yeah. as something that was so like, wow, that was like crazy. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think it was effective. You could definitely tell when the change happened yeah. and then you knew that shit was about to go down, which yeah. was not a fun moment for the audience because you yeah. grow to love all these characters and you really like record and you yeah. don't want anything bad to happen to him. I think we were speculating in the beginning of the show when mm -hmm. he started getting his headaches and we knew it was the chip that yeah. he's got to go. Yeah. Everybody thought that, well, not maybe not everybody, yeah. but I mean, we thought that he might, they might have to yeah, and of everyone, I feel like of all the Bad Batch, he's the one that kind of likes extra, right? Like, it's if they're on a mission, he's like, I'm going to go out of my way to, like, grab this thing and, like, slam these guys. It's not as, like, precise and, like, clean as the rest of them. So for him to be kind of this, you know, kind of go outside the boundaries guy to chip is on, we are going to work and I am here to eliminate. It was just like a different person, which I mean, shows you why crosshair is so effective right now because he was kind of like that on his own minus yeah. the chip. But 
I think something interesting to me after the fact, sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead and then we can go back, but it seems like they are cognizant of what they're doing when they're doing it. And they yeah. remember that afterwards. And they can't stop it. And I think yeah. to me, that's more terrifying than him actually like having that chip be activated and yeah. what he was doing. It's to me, it's the fact like I cannot imagine if that were to happen Yeah. to me in real life where I was doing something so terrible, but I literally could not yeah. control my actions. Yeah. I just, what an out of body experience in a way. And it's horrible. And it fast forward makes me think like, boy, crosshair is going to have a hell of a time dealing with this. Can, if, like, if but how would, but how would you, I don't know. How would you process that? Luke, it was, it was troubling to see a different record because I've grown so fond of him and his fun bubbling self. And then, I mean, going after the kid and just smashing his brothers. And, and, and like Holly said, I had kind of forgotten that he said, I was completely there. I just couldn't stop. And I remember everything. I just couldn't stop it. That was freaking terrifying, man. Yeah, I like how you described the, the terror and how effective it is. The moment the chip kind of flips and he gets that more menacing look on his face. And it's it's interesting to me because like his his face to begin with could be very startling in many ways because he's got like a lot of scarring on the yeah. one side of his face and the eye that's sort of discolored and cloudy, which could are just like harsher features that generally could be a little startling. Yeah. But because the whole time we've known him, he's generally this like fun loving childlike yeah. brute. Uh, it, it never came across as like startling or menacing, but it can so easily be turned that way with just sort of a remove the, the silly grin. Yeah. And, and get a stern, serious, sort of snarly face yeah. and sort of more squint to the eyes. And all of a sudden, it's like a terrifying facade rather than this sort of fun-loving, goofy one. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's amazing how the, the same face can sort of be portrayed so effectively in, in those two different ways. And then we were, you know, we were talking about how there was going to be this moment with how much they were building up the relationship between Omega and Wrecker, yeah. how close they had become, how much they sort of enjoyed each other, um, and how they were in many ways sort of kindred spirits. Because again, he had this like childlike demeanor yeah. that connected well with Omega, and so we knew that once once that flip switched on his chip, uh, that there was going to be a, a moment of confrontation between the two because it would be so painful yeah. to see that with how much they built up the relationship. So those moments when she's, you know, begging for her life, mm -hmm. he might be about to hurt her. And she's like, you know, we're friends. Yeah. We're friends. Ricka. Ricka. Friends. It's me, Omega. I think it's your chip. You're not doing <laughs> this. This isn't you. I, I think she actually even picked up a blaster at one point. Yeah. And I want to say she threw it away because she's like, I'm not going to do this to my friend. I think he knocked it out of her okay. hands. Okay. Okay. If I remember yeah. correctly. Well, and so they detain him pretty quickly, which is, thank God, um, and stun him and take the chip out. And they had, you know, Wrecker and Omega had a really nice moment, um, like Luke was talking about. I mean, this. Omega had to have been terrified in this moment and any other kid probably never would have wanted to be around this person again. But what Holly, you were speaking to earlier, just like these, these episodes are showing just kind of this, 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 this kid who is way more mature than she should be. It feels like at this age, 
because like I said, any other kid probably would be terrified and, and but she's so forgiving. Mm-hmm. She understands this. The chi- it's not even just understanding it's to the chip. There's this forgiveness there that wouldn't come so easily for someone else, but she knows, Hey, this isn't you. Um, she continually tells out the crosshairs, she tells it to wreck her. And it seems like all is forgiven after all that. Yeah. You know, you know what else is very striking about the scene where Wrecker's chip is activated is that this is the type of clone that the emperor was going for when he had these chips installed and they came up with the concept of order 66. Mm -hmm. When you want to talk about the effectiveness of that scene, I also think we need to talk about like the effectiveness or I guess the efficiency Efficiency, of these clones that were truly bred. It sounds terrible to say that, but they were created for this purpose and with this purpose in mind. And we've talked a lot about how the Kaminoans don't ever do anything with their cloning on accident. And this is exactly what these clones are meant to do. And it kind of makes you wonder, I mean, if there were other clones out there like Wrecker when Order 66 happened who did have their chips turned on, how much more terrible, I mean, the whole thing was awful. But, you know, like I just feel like it would have been a very different scene. Yeah. And... It just truly shows you that the Emperor really was capable of creating these killing machines, even with the clones that were fighting side by side with the Jedi. And just thinking about that, like what the other members of the Bad Batch would have looked like if their Mm -hmm. chips had turned too. It just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of made me wonder. But like that was what he was going, Palpatine was going for. Well, it's interesting when we learn about the clones in episode two, the Kaminoans make them seem like they're totally obedient, right? And almost like they are machines. Um, but you learn in the Clone Wars, you know, we're really trying to humanize these guys. Um, but then, honestly, like, uh, the Emperor has that Joker card. Like, he's just, you know, the chips, whether the the Kaminoans knew that this was, you know, what Palpatine was up to or that this, this was even possible with what they were doing, um, I mean, I, 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 I don't think they did. Um, but it's just, it's just crazy how, you know, how the, the clones have changed over time. Yeah. Um, and even the clones in these episodes, when we run into them, you notice that they don't have, there's no distinction anymore in their mm-hmm. armor. There's no battalion colors. There's nothing. It's white armor and we, we don't see faces yeah. anymore. Everything's very uniform yeah. and it's not like there's no individualism, which I mean, yeah. we thought, you know, before in the Clone Wars, like there wasn't really, but like now there truly yeah. isn't. Yeah. It's, I mean, they are essentially machines at this point, which is, which is what the, the empire wants. Um, and, and so pretty quickly we, we, we remove all the chips from our bad batch and that's that. And so we're almost, I guess, halfway through the season at this point. Were, weren't you guys expecting Luke, were you expecting the chips to be a, like a finale kind of moment? Like, or, or, I, I guess maybe I was thinking that this would be towards the end of the season that something would happen and it would be very traumatic and kind of a cliffhanger moment. But halfway through the season, chips are not a factor at this point, and we're we're moving on to more story. Did that surprise you at all? Yeah, I'm a little surprised that it got resolved um, at this point in the season. I would have thought the the threat of of Wrecker, Wrecker's fully activating was going to hang over the 
the group yeah. and we would all be sitting here on pins and needles every episode waiting. When is it going to happen? When is it going to yeah. happen? And I was sort of expecting it to happen at like the most inopportune time. Like, uh, one of the things, you know, <laughs> that I love about the last Jedi is the way that kind of, you know, one of the main climaxes of the movie, um, all comes about and there's action scenes going on everywhere when, you know, you're in the throne room on the, on the Star Destroyer with Snoke and Rey and Kylo. And then there's, you know, the battle going on outside with the, or the ships trying to escape and they're being fired on. And there's Finn and um, Rose captive with Captain Phasma. And so there's like all these points of tension all going on at the same time. And I was expecting something like that where like a bunch of things are all going on at once. And then just to top it all off, uh, Wrecker's chip activates. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, now now it's even worse. So I was a little surprised it was really self-contained in its own thing. It's like, no, this is kind of the only problem that's going on right now is that Wrecker's chip is activating. Um, but I think it's kind of nice that we got out of the way. I was like, you know, ready. I think I was ready for it to be over, yeah. even though it ended up being over a little earlier than I thought it would. And now we can kind of just get back to their main issue of what you know being hunted by crosshair and what's left of the empire and then just generally what is their purpose what are they going to do with themselves in this this new world where they're not um serving anyone directly yeah Yeah. it makes it makes it does it makes i was surprised like you said but like i was ready for it to be over and i think it makes sense because if we if we grow so attached to these characters and they're like we are joining the rebellion. Let's hit up Saul. Let's do, I'm a whatever now in this rebellion. And then inhibitor chip kicks in. It's like, oh, shit. Like, you're right. I think we needed to get this out of the way. We need to address that they had them um, and that there is a way to to get rid of it. And they had a little internal strife. And these are things we were expecting. We were expecting, um, you know, this brotherhood to have its problems, whether it's, you know, controllable or not. Um, and obviously this, you know, this happened to Wrecker. It was terrible. We, we resolved the problem. Um, and we're wishing Rex goodbye. Rex at this point offers, Hey guys, come with us. You join this, you know, that's what I'm doing. I think even uh, Hunter says like, what are you, what are you fighting for? The Republic's gone. He's like, not the hope of it. Like we can still fight to bring it back. We could, there are still others that are fighting this, this empire, um, I thought that was a nice moment, and I'm like, go with him. Go with Rex. It feels like they may later, but Hunter's still just this, we got to find out our own path, man. It's like, what are you talking Where about? Where are you going? What, are you going to hang out with Sid all the time, do shitty jobs? Well, he doesn't want to do that. Well, so I, I was, Holly, were you a little surprised they didn't go with him at this point? I, I kind of thought maybe the, this is our jumping off point. Uh, truly, no, I wasn't surprised because I feel like I don't, I don't know. I think that when we were talking about what we wanted to see from the series, I don't think that having the Bad Batch join the rebellion, rebellion, um, in the series was what we wanted to see. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. It would have felt too easy to me. You know, there has to be more of a story there for them to continue to like develop and decide on their own that this is something that they want to do. If they end up doing something, you know, to undermine the empire later. Yeah. Which I guess technically they really are doing that now. Yeah. By like defying 
everything that they were trained to do and fighting with yeah. crosshair and hiding and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I just felt like I don't really think that it would have been too good of a story if we had just gone with Rex. It kind of the Bad Batch themselves to me would have been lost at that point. Yeah. So Hunter's right. They got to find their own path. I guess so. Well, it could be a point of contention as we get into our eighth episode reunion. Um, going into the episode, you hear reunion. Um, I feel like the only reunion we could have is Crosshair joining back up with the boys. Well, kinda. He's still a dick. <laughs> His neighborhood chip is still at a 12. So not quite the, you know, the Aerosmith, you know, reunion tour that Holly, I think, went to in was 97 or something like 86. that. 86. Yeah. And it wasn't a reunion tour. Just a just a world tour. Yep. With Aerosmith. That's right. Um, yeah. Old James Walton out there just slamming <laughs> a few beers, singing some Aerosmith on the world tour. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> people are like, what the hell is that? Inside joke, folks. Live with it. Or um, watch the YouTube. Or watch the YouTube. Yeah, the you'll YouTube. See, you'll see my shirt. Yeah, I anyway. love it. Yeah, no, I love it. I thought you were saying watch the world tour on YouTube. I no. was like, I don't know if it I mean, watch the Flying Casual channel makes sense. on YouTube. Makes Things make a lot more sense. Nice plug, Holly. Thanks. So, guys, as Wrecker's leaving, apparently everyone just forgot that there's scrappers out there watching their every move. Rex. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Wrecker. Wrecker. He didn't leave he us. He didn't leave us. R.I.P. Wrecker. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Chip Enhanced Wrecker because he right. was pretty cool. Never again. Um, but these scrappers out there, those Cal Kestis lookalikes, um, hit up the Empire and say, your boys are here. And oh boy, you know then that they're going to send Crosshair. We haven't seen Crosshair three or four episodes, yep. so you feel like they're going to send Crosshair out there. There's going to be an epic confrontation. And boy, it is. So I wasn't, you know... This confrontation was fine. It felt cool. It felt organic. We're in the scrapyard. There, you know, there's there's this this character who was one of the bad batch. You know, he knows their skill set. He knows how they think. This isn't going to be so easy for our, our heroes to get away. That's not like they're just fighting standard clones. Um, Crosshair knows exactly what these guys are going to do. So that made it kind of interesting. This kind of cat and mouse, like, oh, we tapped into their comms. He's like, that's what I was expecting you would do, and now I'm going to meet you where you're actually going. It was just kind of cool to kind of see that play um, play back and forth. It just shows you Crosshair, so like, even like without being at a 12 on the inhibitor chip, smart guy. Smart guy. He could probably handle them all himself, and I didn't give him the credit for that. That's my bad. Um, but uh, so we're here on Braca hunting down the Bad Batch. Um, Luke, what did you think of this? This uh, Before we get to the end of it, what did you think of our little running through this this uh, this cruiser here? Was it a good time? <laughs> I, I know a lot of people have, have been talking about this generally, but um, the show is... It's just stunningly beautiful, the animation. Yeah. And um, the opening shots of this episode, I think, were like zoomed in on people's feet as they were marching along, if I'm remembering correctly. And I think it was Crosshair and some of his gang. Yeah. And I was like, this shot of these feet yeah. walking, it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> There was a Vader moment too, I think, where he was coming out of the shuttle and he was flanked by, by other clones, and he was kind of backlit by all the all the steam from the shuttle. It was a kind of a Vader moment for me. You're right; it was stunning. Yeah, I mean, so much of like they've just really sort of perfected this animation style, of, uh, you know, being a direct continuation of those sort of the Clone Wars style of animation. And you know, season season seven of of Clone Wars looked 
quite stunning at times. And now, you know, this, this is continuing that. Um, so yeah, just, it just continues to be so, so visually appealing. And I, um, definitely want to watch this episode again, just for that aspect of it, just to take it all in. Yeah. Um, again, but it was great to finally get crosshair back in the mix. We knew he was going to come back around. We knew like they had to, had to, you know, bring him back into the fold and have a confrontation with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been speculating for a while too about like how long is this this se- this um, season going to be, and there's been some buzz I think from some people involved with the show that after this episode premiered, this is essentially the halfway mark. Oh yeah. Um, so it's it's good to hear that too, and to see that I think a lot of this back half of the season is going to be more about their direct confrontation with the Empire, where we had them, um, sort of you know doing the odd jobs yep. and and finding their way as a as a new group with Omega um, and just learning how to be this weird little family that they are through the first half of the season. And now we're like, okay, now it's just kind of, what is the real plot of this, um, this season going to ultimately um, really drive to, to the season finale. And now we know, I think it's really going to be about, you know, the conflict with the empire and what their role is in all of that. Absolutely. Holly, one of the one of the most interesting moments from this episode was toward the beginning when we're on Camino, and the Kaminoans, um, they're speaking to oh god, what's his name again? Uh, Ram Rampart, Admiral Rampart. Um, I think he's an admiral. Yeah. Um, who's uh, you know uh, kind of heading uh, Operation War Mantle. Uh, he he's the one that kind of initiates this. Tr- go kill them all. <laughs> Kill all the bad batch, kill Omega, get him out of here. Operation War Mantle's here, and mm-hmm. if they're, if they're still out there, we're gonna be held back by that. So we gotta go take care of business. Yeah, you know who didn't like that? Lama Sue. Lama Sue was not happy about that, right? No, she was not. So the Kaminoans are talking amongst each other, and and so I think they kind of show you know us that they were the ones who who hired Finnick Shan out yep. there to 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 get the asset back, Omega. Um, and obviously failed in, in her attempt. Um, but, uh, it was a Lama Sue that said, I, I ain't putting this to chance. We, we need another yep. bounty hunter. Yep. So we she need, hired a second one. We maybe need one of the best bounty hunters that have ever existed. And I thought that was fascinating. And we wanted to know who it was. <laughs> and it was, it was, what a moment. Um, we, 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 you know, the, the bad batch are getting away from crosshair. They, they do the whole, you know, engine explosion, you know, classic, classic Star, classic Wars. Star Wars tactic. You know, I'm gonna blow up this engine. I'm going to burn your face crosshair with the engine, uh, <laughs> you know, classic moves. Um, and so we have, I think Hunter and Omega kind of, you know, after this giant explosion and everything going to get separated from the rest of the group. Um, and everyone's like, hey, let's meet at the shuttle. Let's get the hell out of town. Uh, meanwhile, Crosshair, like I said, his face is melting by the by the whatever radiation uh, of the a- afterburners. Um, and um, you, you notice in front of their 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 uh, their shuttle, all all the clones are taken down. Yep. Wait a second. It's it's I love that they had the whole conversation at the beginning of the Kaminoans because I completely forgot about the conversation too. Like, wait a second. Oh my god, someone else is here. What the hell is going on? Luckily, Who is it? Luckily I wasn't on Twitter today because they spoiled the hell out of this reveal. Yeah. 
before before we sort of reveal it in the discussion yeah. too, I'm curious who who either of you thought it was going to be as it was building up because I got to say um, I didn't get it right in my head. Yeah. My initial thoughts when the the scene started developing, I was like, oh, here's the bounty hunter that they alluded to. And it was great to get the reveal finally after all the speculation we had about who was hiring bounty yeah. hunters to see that it was um, Kevin Owens. So I initially thought, oh, it's going to be Fennec Shand or Boba Fett. Did, you, did either of you have a different theory other than that, or did you get it right? Uh, well, Holly, what did you think? I didn't. You I didn't had, have any idea. I had no idea. You kind of living in the moment. <laughs> I, was, I had no idea what was going on. It didn't even... Honestly, okay. Yeah. So real quick, something about this episode that Luke actually kind of brought up about The Last Jedi is this episode was so chaotic. Yeah. And in that regard, it really did feel like an extension of The Clone Wars because yeah. there's so much going on. Yeah. And I feel like that's why, like, I had no idea where the hell we were. I did not even realize that the rest of the bad batch was not with Hunter and Omega. I thought that they were all together. So then when all these clones are dead, I just, I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, cool, get on your ship. So honestly, like that went right over my head. I I didn't even think about it. And that's okay. I think that's, that's what makes it a great reveal. And I, I too, I think I was inclined to think at first, like, you know, I think Wrecker could have popped out of the shuttle and been like, let's go, boys, like I knocked him out. Like, and it would have been fine, and they could have left, and then I would have believed it. Um, I, too, I think, Luke, after after I had that moment, thought, no, this has to be someone else. This is too epic of a moment. There's too many bodies here. This is such an opportune moment to bring in someone else. And I, too, thought it was going to be Boba, and I was like, okay, interesting. Interesting. Okay, I see. We can now have Boba and Fennec actually engage with each other. Maybe, you know, he gets the asset and she's like, hell no, it's mine. And we have a confrontation. That's how they get to know each other. I'm like thinking in the future here, right? Well, then when they're all like, so all the clones are like laying on the ground and then Michael was like, someone's already here. Someone's already here. And then I was like, oh. And then I think Hunter pretty much said that. Well, and then I didn't even pick this up at first, but I, I don't even know talks like i don't even remember how cad talks he's gonna agree he's he's just he's, he's kind of john Wayne. yeah well it's funny the second they showed his boots on the ground because they panned yeah. from the ground up right and the second they showed his boots yeah. and the music changes right then i yeah. literally looked at michael and i was like it's cad bane and it didn't compute for me at all. I mean, you got the Western music kind of going. You've got the boots. And I'm just like, who? <laughs> and I, he's such an awesome. He was one of my favorites of the villains from the Clone Wars. And it's so great that we're getting this character. We actually talked about it several episodes ago. Like, these are the characters in this time period that there's so many unresolved stories that we don't know what happened to these people. And they are the scum that are going to profit and 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 just and benefit from this time period. Let's bring them into the fold, and that's exactly what they did. It could have been more perfect. And so, Cad and Hunter are confronting each other. And Holly, what's the first thing I said? Right, I was like, Hunter doesn't stand a chance. Like, there's no way Hunter's walking away from this. I think what Michael said is he's about to get obliterated. Obliterated. Because it's just that's that's what Cad Bane does. Yeah. He's quick to draw. He's he's he, he's a gunslinger. Yeah. And he's I mean, he's fought Luke, he's fought freaking Obi-Wan Kenobi with a laser sword. Okay. Hunter doesn't stand a chance. 
And so I just, I, I saw Hunter's not making it out of here. He is getting Omega and that's it. And that's exactly what happened. But I'll, for a second, Luke, I thought Hunter died. Yeah. I, I thought, wow. <laughs> Shot to the chest. He's dead. I mean, what, 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 did, what did you think after that moment? I definitely didn't think he was dead. I, you know, it seems like a character that's got to stick I don't right? know. He's the like, glue that holds them all together. Oh, I know. Yeah, but it was great. You know, they use that really unique shot when he comes to to get his first person perspective yeah. for the very end of the episode where you're like in his helmet yeah. as he's coming to and trying to um, escape with the rest of the batch. And he's seeing sort of all the chaos around him and he's a little out of it. That was a really, um, you know, powerful visual because it was so different than anything mm -hmm. we've seen before. felt like a video game almost yeah yeah it was cool to use it sparingly i wouldn't want them to use it all the time but it was like oh we've never seen this before and it was great for the yeah. moment you really were hunter sort of coming back to consciousness and yeah experiencing the chaos that holly was alluding yeah. to um but yeah in terms of the cad bane uh reveal another great thing about it was the music they really leaned in to the western motif yeah of Cad Bane, which he's always drawn really heavily on. He's this Western outlaw. Uh, so they did a really great job of just in, in the, the standoff mm -hmm. that he and Hunter had was, you know, extremely Western mm -hmm. as yeah. well. Um, so they just really played up that whole motif, but it worked really well. You know, it could be, it could feel kind of cheesy, but uh, Cad Bane's always just worked yep. as this space outlaw. And, and so it all kind of worked in the moment. Um, and was was powerful, and I I, said, I can't wait to watch it again. I've only had a chance to really watch this one um, once through at this point, and it's one I definitely want to watch uh, a few more times because everything just was was quite powerful, visually, mm -hmm. auditory, um, the story, getting a great return character back. Um, you know, this is one of the episodes that I think is going to stand out from the season. It 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 made sense. Right. Like it made sense for what the story is. And that's why it's just working so well. Sometimes I feel like even in Rebels, like you'd have some of our legacy heroes show up and be like, why the hell is Lando here? <laughs> like, why is Leia? Okay. I, I get it. But like, this just kind of makes sense. Like, we all like like Luke and I kind of thought Boba Fett. That makes sense. Uh, the 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 connection with Finnick Shan. You know he's he he's a popular bounty hunter. But man, Cad Bane out of left field. What an epic epic reveal. And and the fact that um, I think it was Kevin. Is it Kevin Kiner? He he's the composer for yeah. the for the series. He tweeted yesterday. You guys think you know what's coming? You have no freaking clue. They keep saying that. <laughs> I know. And he was right. He yeah. and he nailed the 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 composition here. That just it just it, it felt so right. It just took me back to to meeting him for the first time in the Clone Wars. And folks, it got me thinking about the future of the Bad Batch. I kind of revealed my hand here a little bit when I was talking about thinking it was Boba Fett. But just replacing Boba Fett with Cat Bane still kind of fits because some people may be thinking, oh, well, he's going to take him, take Omega to the Kaminoans, and you know, that's that. I don't think it's going to be that simple. I don't think, I think Finnick Shan uh, could show up and, and want this bounty. Hell, you, she could even be bringing back up with Boba Fett, right? She probably knows who Cad Bane is at this point. And, and folks, if you're familiar with, you know, what, what the storyboards for what 
episode seven was going to be, there are some Cad Bane and Boba Fett interactions there. So there's actually a great unfinished animation that we got revealed at, I think it was Celebration 2017 in Florida. Uh, Luke, have you seen the the, conf- the Boba Fett confrontation with, with Cad Bane? I've heard tell of it. Oh, I you should watch it. it. Yeah. Michael showed it to me tonight, and it's really cool, yeah. but it's also hilarious. It is hilarious. I have to say. Come yeah. on. It's like yeah. your standard Western scene yeah. where there's this awkward showdown, and everyone's yeah. hand is on their holster, but nobody's moving. It's great. And it does these really quick shots back and forth between Cad Bane and Boba yeah. Fett, but each shot they get closer to each one's eyes, you know, that like yeah. typical Western, Yeah. except Boba Fett's wearing a helmet. So they keep zooming in closer and closer on the part of his helmet where, like, he can see out, but you can't see in. So it's literally just, like, uh, helmet, helmet, yeah. helmet. Getting I don't closer, know. Closer, closer. I, 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 but the, but the, the, the showdown in, the, in, the, in this episode was kind of similar <laughs> yeah, to it, it was. though, right? It kind of, like, took, took a little bit of... Mm-hmm. I guess it probably borrowed a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Gave a little homage to that. And, and who knows if we'll ever get that actual story, but we know that... I would love Dave Floyd to come out and say, yeah, the story is canon. You'll never see it anywhere, but boy, yeah, that's canon. I, I don't know if we'll ever get that, but there's history there with Cad Bane and, and Boba Fett. Um, there's this obvious confrontation that was supposed to happen in season seven where um, Boba Fett and him have have, have kind of, uh, they're, they're not, I don't even know if it's a friendship, but they're, they're, they had something there, and, and both of them either turned on each other or something went awry, but there's history between the two. Uh, Cad Bane was, you know, was kind of taken under Django's wing at some point, kind of taught him everything he knew, looked up to him, looked at him like a father figure, um, and after Django was, was killed, he kind of did the same thing with Boba Fett. But something went awry. We, I, I don't think any of us know. I don't think we, we know the story as to what went wrong. We just got this this footage revealed at Celebration of this this draw between the two of them. And you find out that's how Boba Fett got the, the little dent and the, the scratch on his helmet, which was freaking cool. Um, but I want to I know what happened, especially now, because I feel like there's going to be a confrontation or... This is foreshadowing, Luke, into the book of Boba Fett. Maybe we get a live-action Cad Bane. Maybe some bad blood between Boba, Finnick, and, you know, maybe we could, there could be something there. I, I So maybe if we don't have anything like that in this series and he just drops Omega off, we know he's still out there. I think that was one of our concerns as Cad Bane fans is, did he survive? I mean, we assume he did if, if Dave Filoni was going to, uh, if he was going to write him into season seven of the Clone Wars, we assume he survived. We don't know actually that he survived the duel with Boba Fett. Uh, we know Boba Fett does, but uh, I thought it was cool. He's alive post Clone Wars. Let's go. Add him to the list of people I want to see in the book of Boba Fett. Luke, I mean, could this happen? I think there's a lot of clamoring in the fan base for a live action Cad Bane. You know, now that the, the first threshold has been crossed of animation. Yeah animated character jumping to live action with Ahsoka that there's more like, okay, this can work if, if it's done right, if it's done well. And I think very high on that list of, of people we've only ever seen animated is, is Cad Bane. And now there are so many, so many areas he could pop up in with all the series going on. And we don't know where, or when his demise might occur. He could be alive at the time of book of Boba Fett. Yeah. He could be involved in Cassian Andor, Kenobi, I feel, I do feel it's a little less likely we get him now that he popped yeah. up in uh, the Bad Batch 
but you never know. But I think there is some clamoring for that in the fan base generally. And I will add, I love that he's still hanging out with that one <laughs> yeah. boy who's voiced by Seth Green. Because <laughs> yeah. that was always a funny, um, the, the sort of comparison um, between how serious and menacing Cad Bane is with this goofy uh, droid voiced by Seth Green. Um, the the contrast between those two was, always played well in the Clone Wars. You always got to have the silly droid. That's right. And you know what, guys? I know that they can do Cad Bane in, 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 a, in a live action television series. Yeah. Because, Holly, we saw the cosplayer in 2019 oh in Chicago. Yeah. It was as if Cad Bane were standing in front of me. I have video footage That's of it, right. folks. And he pointed his pistol at me. Yep. And I was kind of taken about. I was like, Jesus. Michael put his hands up. Cad Bane's going to blow me hey, away. We should post that. We should find. Yeah. You should pull that I will. clip and we'll put it on Facebook, Instagram. It's a cool clip. If this guy can do it, Lucasfilm can do it. That's right. It was, it blew me away. So we'll, we'll try, I'll try to find that clip and post that for you guys. Cause maybe Lucas. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas film, Lucas film, maybe Lucas film should actually hire a cosplayer. That'd be awesome. I mean, come on. That dude's hitting him up. He's like, I got the awesome. costume. Yeah. yeah. And he could play awesome. the role. Look at him. That'd be sweet. It's going to be so many more Cad Banes at Celebration 2022. Let's go. Um, I'm just like, it's just, it got me excited for where we're going uh, with the book of Boba Fett because I just, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, but there's just, now that we have this character, Finnick Shands is dope. Like, it's just, I, I'm looking forward to that series more and more now. Um, so, God, props to props to Cat Bane. I'm glad he's back in the Star Wars universe. Um, I don't know who voices Cat Bane, but the guy kills it every time. It's just fantastic. He's got the little John Wayne down. He's voiced by um, Corey Burton. Corey, Corey Burton. Burton. Yeah. Kills it every time. I'm assuming they brought him back for this. So that that's just fantastic and uh, what what do you guys think like where are we going with this story is is cad bane gonna just drop you know uh, omega off uh, with the Kaminoans and that's that and they hide out somewhere or is on his way there he's gonna get intercepted by Phoenix shan and boba fett and all hell is gonna break loose and he's gonna say you double cross me or whatever it's gonna be an epic confrontation of bounty hunters i don't know but i think it, we're gonna get something like that in the future Something else that kind of like made me say, wait, what? Another moment in this episode of Reunion was um, our boy Crosshair. Oh, boy. Um, with his face all kind of jacked up from, from the engine. He was getting bandaged up by the clones around him. And Holly, what the hell did I say after he stood up and it was all bandaged up? Oh, yeah. You tell me. He looks like Dengar. <laughs> Luke, did you? I had a moment. I was like, wait a second. Are they writing some backstory for Dengar? I mean, the wraps and everything. I'm like, it looks just like him. Am I, am I, could they be rewriting his, his, his past? I hadn't considered it, but that's a really funny idea if they really do end up pulling that off. Right? Uh, he's, he, uh, Dengar is reappearing in, in some of the comics lately as well. Uh, so it's, it's the the Dengarasans. There, I that's mean, they would, funny. They would be flipping out for that. It would make it just kind of makes sense to me. If if he, let's say he kind of snaps out of this, and and he, you know, I don't know if he'll snap out or not. But like if 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 he's kind of on this inhibitor chip, and 
like they're getting ready to decommission these clones or however this is going to happen. I don't know. Maybe he just says, I'm getting the hell out of here and I'm going to live a life of crime. I don't know. But the, the whole wrappings and everything were just placed too perfectly and it looked just like him. And oh my God, if I call this, that would be insane. <laughs> you heard it here One first, the folks. Biggest predictions of all time. But I was just <laughs> taken away. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's him. Just missing the kind of the it, limp. But it's funny to me how just how, how long that character has <sighs> has captured people's imaginations and interests because it's it is kind of this weird thrown together <laughs> thing of this like Weird, oddly bandaged fellow, yeah. <laughs> just thrown into the background of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, but every one of those bounty hunters that appears on that Star Destroyer Empire Strikes Back, everyone was just fascinated with, and uh, so there's so much EU written about them, and now see where they live you know, on in the new canon. It Absolutely. really wouldn't be the first time that you get someone who was live action in one of the films yeah. that then finds their way into the animated series oh, for because. Sure. Um, that happened with, um, oh God, what's his name? Asajj Ventress's lover. Oh, uh, our boy. Yes. Quinlan Quinn yes. Voss in, in the background okay. of episode one. I couldn't think of his yeah. name. Yeah. No, you're right. They've also done it with Boss. They brought Boss into yeah. the Clone Wars um, with a young Boba Fett and stuff. Yeah, they've done a lot. They, I mean, IG-88, um, they, they've done some stuff with him in, in the comics even too. Um, and I'm, yeah, he's probably made it in the animation at some point. But yeah, and yeah. obviously I mean like smaller characters. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying like the main characters in Star Wars are also in the freaking yeah, yeah, animated yeah, yeah. shows. No, you're talking, talking about like about. background guys yeah. that like we saw like the, the toes of Bosk and then his <laughs> lizard head and some, you know, outfit that they stole off of another movie set for him. That like And they made him into some creepy guy um, and it worked. Yep. Ew. There is there is a minor hole in the theory. Oh crap! Here it comes. He did appear in the Clone Wars. Shoot! I was double checked. Damn it! On that arc where uh, Asajj, when she is a bounty hunter, since you mentioned Asajj, mm-hmm. Ventress kind of made me think okay. of it. Okay. Um, where she's working as a bounty hunter, and she ends up teaming up with with Bosk and Boba Fett and his little gang. Yeah. Um, Dengar is a part of that. Damn game. it! Okay. <laughs> well. Well, it was a good theory until it wasn't. But he looked just like him. Am I wrong? I mean, the bandages and everything. I'm like, you are giving a nod. Crosshair is the new discount Dengar. Yeah. He he may be the new improved (laughs) Dengar. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Dengar's got a (laughs) mad Dengar with an inhibited chip. I mean, Dengar is, uh, I don't know, too much of his story. He's a badass. I mean, he's fought fought Wookiees. He's fought Chewbacca. Like, it's, he's a tough guy. Got a sick assault weapon. He also too, looks so. like a mummy. It's fine. Sometimes he does. Um, well, that theory is shot to hell, but that's okay. Sure. So, guys, it was there's a few good episodes. I really enjoyed them. Um, it's just every week the show is just reeling me in even more, and it's continuing to get me more and more excited. And when I thought in the beginning of this that like Bad Batch really like it's making so much sense with this time period and everything that's going on in the empire. And it's not just the bad batch, you know, we're, we're seeing the bad of the batch, like the 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 worst of the the worst, like uh, some of the, the grossest individuals out there, some of the, 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 uh, the toughest individuals out there. So this, it's just great. I'm really enjoying this show. Um, I cannot believe that I'm into it so much. It's great. It's star Wars. It's a good time. Obviously. 
Uh, Luke, anything else about these three episodes that are sticking out at all? No, I'm just enjoying how much I, I really don't know what's going yeah. to happen next. You know, we had we had a lot of fun conversations after uh, Mandalorian season yep. one going into season two. And we were like, wow, I really have no idea what's going to happen in season two. I'm really excited about it, but I don't yeah. know where things are going. I think we have many conversations like that. And then right now, you know, we sort of could tell where things were going for a little bit with, oh, something's going to happen with the inhibitor ship. And uh, we're going to see just the relationships develop amongst the team and, and Omega. And now we're at this point where, yeah, I really don't know. Like you said, what is Cad Bane going to do with Omega? Yeah. Where, where is she going to end up? Uh, yeah, it's just really exciting to, to not know, but be engaged and excited about what's going to happen. Absolutely. Uh, it's, you can't trust him. But, like, I can only imagine what the conversation is going to be like with Omega and Cad Bane in the same shuttle. Like, this is going to be actually kind of hysterical. It's, I, yeah. Something something about that kind of makes me feel like the moment where <laughs> It may not Thrawn, be so bad. Well, where Thrawn and Ezra are kind of, like, yeah. Yeah. together in the ship. And it's, yeah. I wouldn't say cordial, but it's, yeah. not, it's not as hostile and aggressive. Yeah. Well, I mean... You know what I mean. There's moments where Cad Bane, you're just like, he could be a decent dude. Could he? I don't know. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's all about making that cash. Like, he's worked for a freaking Palpatine has hired him for jobs. So it's I like, he, he, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a huge asset, but there's moments where I'm like, you could flip to a good guy. I don't know. Also, don't my know. question is, I can't imagine that the Kaminoans would have Omega return to them there. Yeah. Don't you think that they would be having him take her somewhere else? Probably, yeah. To whom? I don't know. Who? She could be it could we could have this whole asset, you know, kind of hunt like we did with uh Grogu, you know, in the Mandalorian. It could be kind of something like that. Who knows? Now, I mean, the empire's out to kill her now, so it's a matter of like uh, can the Kaminoans protect her, but like the bad batch have to get in there at some point, but like god, just thinking about this is gonna be crazy. I don't know. They're gonna take her. It's gonna take her to Dex. Going Dex, to the diner, Dex. hanging out, having a Jawa juice. Come she here. might be a little young. Have a cup of Jawa juice. Sit down. We got a virgin Jawa Sit. juice for you here. Oh my god. But uh, I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah, let's go to Coruscant. You're, I'm down. I mean, who knows? You're from them cloners. <laughs> I knew it by the look in your eyes. The Kaminoans show up, and they like. He's like, how big's your pocketbook? Will you take her? In Java deuces can you buy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I, let's go back to Texas. That'd be great. We all need to actually open up our own diner and call it Texas Diner. I think that's probably not allowed. Why? I bet it's trademarked. Oh, they don't, Copyrighted? Call, they don't actually call it Texas Diner. We just call it that for fun. Oh. Pretty sure they've never called it anything. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll let you know in the next episode. That's right. We'll fact check it. But, uh, well, guys, I, I hope you're all caught up on the Bad Batch. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, looking forward to it. I don't think we're taking a break from the Bad Batch, any at all. There's no movie release or anything, so they're probably just going to continue on, I um, guess, week after week. So they have the episodes. The internet has the episodes um, listed as being every Friday and then July 30th they're saying it's the final episode episode 14. Oh my god okay wow we are almost out of a little over yeah six more episodes that's crazy 
that's crazy. Um, but I'm here for it. Um, it's just, yeah, so much good stuff to talk about. Holly, are we, are we reading any Star Wars books right now? Are you going to start reading The High Republic? Okay, I started reading one of the books from The High Republic. Hopefully Light of the Jedi. Is that what? Yes, that, Hopefully. Is, that is the yeah. one. And then I put it down. I haven't picked okay. it back up. Okay, I'll give you a few days. Okay. We'll get back on it. But <laughs> I, I would like to get into those conversations. I think that would be fun. Uh, right now, Bad Batch is occupying a lot of our time, as are other things. But hopefully we'll get back into it. I'm currently reading uh, Claudia Gray's High Republic novel. I want to say... Into the dark. Into the dark. Oh. I started it uh, on my oil change today. While it, waiting do you like my it? Oil change. I'm actually really enjoying. It. I'm only even like the first chapter in. I'm like, this is actually. I like. I really like this. Uh, this young uh, Padawan that we're introduced to. I don't know. I say he's, like, he's not great with the force, but he's got the freaking grit mm. and the will to get the job done. I'm like, let's go. It's like a working class Jedi, and I freaking love it. Yeah. I feel like Star Wars books are very popular to read at Toyota when you're getting your oil changed. Because Ooh. last time <laughs> I got my oil changed, there was a guy in the lobby reading a it Star Wars book. It wasn't me, was it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. It was love at first love sight. Love at first sight. <laughs> we met reading Star Wars books at the Toyota dealer. Is that heir to the Empire? Yes, it is. Marry me. No, I think it was one of the, <laughs> I think it was one of the Thrawn books that this guy had. I actually. Oh, one of the newer ones. I think so. I don't remember. No, it wasn't new, new. Oh, well, then heir of the Empire. Guys, I haven't gotten my oil changed where I've like oh, sat geez. in Toyota to change it since like yeah. 2019. Wow. It was like pre-pandemic. Wow. Yeah, you don't drive much. No. That's okay. So we'll get to the Star Wars reading. Uh, we got some, you know, good Bad Batch episodes to dig into each week, but we'll get into it, get back on track with our book reading. Um, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Catalyst discussion. I thought that was a great discussion with our, our small panel there. So looking forward to the Rogue One novel, right, Holly? That's right. Looking then, forward to that. And then we will move on to something else. I just felt Different time period. I, look, yeah. I just felt that we had to finish yeah, strong with I love the novels. The Ursos. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I actually have not read this one, so I'm well, looking forward to it. Well, you better read it, it. or at least listen to the audiobook. Got a couple of months, so. Yes. Michael reading multiple books at one time, not usually a good thing. Well, you usually a recipe for disaster. Well, don't do that. You Won't have until that. August. We got a while. Okay. Well, guys, get to reading your Rogue One novel and be sure to check out our Catalyst discussion if you haven't already and our our uh, uh, Casual Council episodes that we uh, released this past week. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week, uh, and uh, we'll talk about what is it, Episode 9, uh, which I don't think we have a title for, but we'll look forward to talking about that. I'm sure it's going to be a good one, uh, and hopefully Cad Bane is just out there wrecking the universe. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, guys... Uh, happy pride like we said take care of each other out there be safe and may the force be with you always <laughs>